how did your world change? The twins come into the world and what happens? Um, oh man, I mean, it, it turned it upside down, right? But I, I, like I knew, I think, you know, with any pregnancy you have that gestation period to kind of adjust your thinking to know mm -hmm. that it's going to change, even though um, you don't really know until it comes. And one of the gifts of having the twins, I think, is that um, I gave myself permission to ask for help which is something that like I think new moms or any moms have a really hard do time doing. Absolutely. We think that like we should like, you know, suffer through and struggle through all of the hard times, especially, especially mm -hmm. like those early days and months. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because it was such an extreme situation of I, I had three under three and um, my husband work works nights. He own we own a restaurant, things like yeah. that, where I was like, okay, we're, we're going to have to ask for help. Hi guys, I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. So okay. hi, Christy. How are you? Hi. I'm great. I'm Thank great. you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for asking me to yeah. tell my story. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. So everyone out there listening, we have Christy Cavaretta. Am I saying your last name right? Yes, okay. Cavaretta. And she is going to tell us about her journey through having a toddler and then having multiples. And I cannot wait to hear it because I think we first met actually when you had just had the twins. We were at the library. Um, probably. And they, you probably don't even remember because you were so sleep deprived and... <laughs> I know it was, you know, it's, it's funny when you asked me to, um, to speak, the twins are, are they're going to turn five in January. So thinking back on that time, we really, you know, between, you know, the normal fog that you get with motherhood and then like the intense chaos of having three under three, I really, you know, you do put a lot of that in, into another room. <laughs> so I think opening that door has been kind of nice and, um, it seems timely to be revisiting all of it from, a few years perspective yeah and I'm sure it feels much different now like you said than it did in the moment totally of course yeah so where do you want to start well I, I appreciate that you asked about my um my journey into motherhood because I think having multiples a lot of people make assumptions either that you know I am just this like super fertile human was that that was blessed, which I clearly am, or that um, we went through IVF, and neither of those are actually true. Um, we, I did have a, a lot of struggle um, having a family. Mike and I tried for a number of years um, before we found out I had a, a huge, a really big fibroid that had to be addressed. Oh, wow. um, so I had to have that removed and um, like with a, like a C-section, it's called a myomectomy, a full thickness myomectomy. Um, and that took like a year. To, it took a long time to find out that that was the problem. Okay. And then it took a long time for that to heal afterwards. Um, and then when we did finally conceive, we lost our first pregnancy. So we went through many years of like struggle and then yeah. um, medical issues and then loss. And so we, I had a time where I just thought like, this is not in the cards for me. You know, the, we've tried all yes. of the things. The universe is sending us all of the signals and we're just not meant to be parents. Um, but then, but then Sebi came and, um, and, you know, we, he was, he was clearly a gift and um, 
after going through motherhood for the first time, you you get to a point where you're like, okay, am I going to give this child a sibling? What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and then the twins came. Yeah. Um, very much by accident. And um, it was a time in our life where my husband and I, we, we own restaurants or we owned one restaurant. We were opening a second restaurant at the time. And I knew we had known that we were pregnant, but we hadn't, you know, seen our medical professionals yet. And because we had had a loss in the past, I was like, you know, don't worry. You're really busy. I'm just going to go by myself. So having the ultrasound by myself and finding out oh that we were having at the same time was like one of the most like shocking, pivotal moments I, I think I'll probably ever have in my yeah. life. It was just, you, you know, just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like l- laughing and crying. You're there with a stranger. They're kind of laughing and crying with you, <laughs> you know, being like, I could you know, show me again. Am I really seeing two, you know, two little gummy bears on the screen? Incredible. Um, yeah, it was incredible. And I remember thinking immediately, like, I'm going to have to quit my job and we're going to need a bigger house. <laughs> Where were you working at the time? Um, I was a graphic designer. So I was working at a little firm um, in Kennebunk okay. for many years. Um, and I had a lot of freelance clients as well. Um, one of them uh, was the Agunquit Museum of American Art, which is a really big, was a big client of mine. And I knew, um, I knew that I just wasn't going to be able to maintain, you know, what I was doing with a toddler, with one toddler being able to do things that during nap times and yes. um, when they were in, he was at preschool for a couple hours a morning. I just knew, it's funny, I knew almost instantly that there was going to be a big shift into yeah. what my reality, yeah. my day-to-day reality look like so that must have felt so incredible after having all those difficulties to you know have Sebi and then get pregnant with twins I mean what was going to your head you know when you found out you know it's, it was one of those things certainly that felt like <clears throat> excuse me um like okay you know this this was the plan you know, I, I was so heartbroken after my first loss that I, you know, I did all the things I, I had Reiki done. I, you know, mm-hmm. talked to people and everyone just kept saying, telling me like, everything happens right on time. You need to trust yeah. in the timing of your life, you know, and all those things that you kind of half listen to in the moment when you're, when you're grieving yes. and when you're sad, because you know that, you know, part of it is scripted, but, but then when, when the twins came, I was just felt very reassured that like, you know, this was like the plan, right? Is that the timing was just, yeah. To come together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So how was your pregnancy with the twins? Oh man. Um, I mean, it, it was, it was, I didn't really have any major complications. I was closely monitored because of the, uh, the surgery on my uterus previously. I was really closely monitored because if it ruptured, um, it was going to be a problem. Mm. Um, and in the small town where we live in New York, they don't have um, a pediatric intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. So especially towards the end of the pregnancy, they, um, they were, I was going in for, for weekly monitoring and, and, you know, blood pressure testing, all those sort of things, just to make sure that we weren't going to get in an emergency situation yeah. where I'd have to be transferred in an emergency. Um, but besides that, I mean, I was really, I was really nauseous. I was chasing a 15 month old around the whole time. <laughs> so it was not the most fun experience. Yeah. Um, did you go early or did, were you right on time? I was like 37 weeks. Is, is okay. That's great. What they did. Yeah. 
and the delivery did you have to have c-section or because of your c-section i I think because of the surgery um even sebi had to be a a c-section but for me that gave me you know some good peace of mind the same surgeon that had delivered sebi and did my surgery was able to deliver the twins and that you know was um, yeah yeah now how did your world change the twins come into the world and what happens um Oh man, I mean, it, it turned it upside down, right? But I, I like, I knew, I think, you know, with any pregnancy, you have that gestation period to kind of adjust your thinking to know mm-hmm. that it's going to change, even though um, you don't really know until it comes. And one of the gifts of having the twins, I think, is that um, I gave myself permission to ask for help, which is something that, like, I think new moms or any moms have a really hard do- time doing. Absolutely. We think that, like, we should, like, you know, suffer through and struggle through all of the hard times, especially, especially mm-hmm. like those early days and months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because it was such an extreme situation of, I, I had three under three and um, my husband work, works nights. He own, we own a restaurant, things like yeah. that, where I was like, okay, we're, we're going to have to ask for help. Yeah. Um, and, and I was lucky. It took a little time, but I found a really great helper that helped me a couple of days a week. And, um, I told anybody who wanted to buy us gifts to, to give us money towards a postpartum doula. And I had an amazing postpartum doula who, um, you know, who was such a lifesaver. She was such a lifesaver um, and got us through the nights. She, she came the first day we were home from the hospital. And that first night was just like a comic, a comic nightmare. It was so bad. My parents were there as well. And it was just so bad. There were three adults and two, you know, luckily Sebi was a sleeper, but he's my eldest. Um, <laughs> but I can't even imagine. I, <laughs> it was, it was comical. I remember my dad just like standing at the door laughing, being like, this is ridiculous. You guys can't get any of these babies to sleep and to stop crying. Like my mom's trying to swaddle the way she, you know, it, it, was, it was comical. It was comical. And, and Darcy, my, my doula, um, she runs the business, the Dover doula. She's amazing. She came in the next morning and I just like wept. I wept and my parents ran out as fast as they possibly could. I thought they were going to stay for like a week after the twins were born, but they were like, no, that's it. We're going. After one night. Oh my God. It was, it was pretty bad. I don't really, they came back, you know, often. Yeah. Yeah. Now what did the doula do? She is amazing. And she, I think postpartum doulas are amazing for any moms out there who, who are even questioning it. Don't, um, because they are calm, mm-hmm. they are not sleep deprived, and they have the experience that you don't have. So she came in and she said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make a plan to get through the night. Mm-hmm. And, and she wrote down a list. Um, my, my two-year-old then, he was he, a good sleeper. He was sleeping from seven to seven. So she was like, okay, you need to pump her feet every three hours. So we're breaking the night into three-hour shifts. You guys are going to sleep at shifts. So, so my husband and I, for months, traded off from someone was up seven to 10, someone was up 10 to one, mm-hmm. someone was up one to four. Um, and that's how we did it. Mm-hmm. And it, and it worked mm-hmm. and um, it got us broken sleep, but five or six hours of a night of sleep was, was not bad for having two infants. Yes. And of course, you know, there were some days where it didn't work out the way it was supposed to, but yeah. But it was such a great, great system that I, you know, I try to befriend a lot of um, new twin moms or, or go introduce myself and 
It's one of the things I always say is don't try to do it together and have both you be tired. Yeah. Breaking it up, even though it seems like you want to be in solidarity, really was a lifesaver. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, were you able to nurse both of them or did you um, use formula? I I, uh, a little bit of both. Okay. That was um, one of the things that I was able to nurse both of them. I did a lot of pumping to try to get my supply up. So a lot I was doing like a lot of nurse, nurse pump. Um, But one of the things that the doula said was the first feeding of the night, we're going to give them both a bottle of formula. You're going to pump to get extra so that your husband can then feed them while you're sleeping. Yeah. And it got got me into this rhythm of, you know, the pumping with the feeding. Yeah, that's a great Um, idea. Which is a a really great idea. And I think also as moms, you know, we have, I had a lot of of strong feelings, especially since I was able to nurse my first child about, um, you know, that I Again, I like, I wanted to, you were determined. I, right. I was determined, you know, I spent so much time like on those pumping machines trying to get, you know, a few more drops. Yeah. Um, and I think that we think that it has to be all or nothing with the formula. This idea yeah. that I could give them one bottle a day just to like help me, my, my supply get over the edge, help them get those full bellies to get to sleep was something that for some reason never occurred to me that you could Right. Give them a little bit to to help supplement them. Right. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's kind of like letting go of expectations, right? We have these things stuck in our head, but it's not, doesn't have to be reality. You can ask for help or, you know, use resources that can help you. Right. 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 And you can do both. It doesn't have to be black and white. Right. 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 Not like you give them a bottle of formula and then have to say like, oh. You know, I failed. I, I'm never gonna. Right. Well, there's such a stigma around, you know, breastfeeding and formula. It's like it doesn't have to be that way. You know, there's no one right thing or the other. It's like what's right for you right now. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did Sebi do with all of this? So, your toddler was sleeping at least, but like during the day, how did he, um, you know, adjust? Oh, it's so hard. I, you know, and I have a lot of guilt around around him, you know, Mm. because at the time, him being my firstborn, he seemed so big. Mm -hmm. You know, he seemed like such the mature child and I expected a lot from him. Um, Luckily, he was going to school in the mornings. And one day awake, my my mother-in-law was taking him in the afternoons for a play date, but he he had a hard time. I mean, he 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 was told no a lot during that time, you know, because yeah. there were two sleeping babies in the house all the time. And and he was two. And two-year-olds aren't always gentle. Or quiet. And yeah. Quiet. It's not on purpose, you know. Yeah. I did. Um, I tried to make efforts to, like, we, we would go out, try to go on a mom date once a week where the two of us would go, you know, get a cookie or go to the playground or do have some one-on-one yes. time. I try I really tried to schedule that. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so hard because I bet you were just, you know, surviving, especially in those newborn days. And it's like, of course, your older child is going to be a little bit not neglected, but, you know, not get the attention that they're used to getting. Um, And And then again, like it forced me to break down all those expectations. Like the TV, I was a, we're not going to watch TV mom, but between the pregnancy being so, so sick and immobile and having the two infants, like he watched a lot more movies than when I ever expected yeah. I was going to uh, allow in my, you know, Montessori 
slightly hippie parenting style. <laughs> and, and it, but I feel like, I mean, now looking back, I mean, I was the same way with TV and I've definitely come a long way with that, but it's like, we're much harder on ourselves than anybody else is going to be hard on us. You know, it's right. not like anybody is out there judging you or if they are, who cares? But um, it's more just like we're hard on ourselves trying to it's just do the best we can. Ourselves. Yeah. It's true. It's really true. And um, yeah, I remember my, you know, consulting with my mom, telling her how I felt so bad that he was watching TV and she was like, look. He's learning about human relationships. He's learning about stories. He's getting, and I was like, thank you so much for trying to, to pull some positive things out of this. And yeah. I mean, he's also learning too that he's not the only one in the family. You know, I mean, I have an only child. So like, it's really hard for her to understand that, you know, there's other things going on besides yourself. And I think that's really important. So he just learned that at a younger age. Um, okay. And, you know, having an older child, I have to show her in different ways because she doesn't have a sibling. Um but, you know, they have to learn that they're not the only ones in the world. It doesn't revolve around them. And and, and I, I just I can see it's challenging for him. And it's something that within our family dynamic is always going to be on the table. This the the division of attention. Yeah. Um, and he needs to just be more sensitive to it, I think, because it it's been divided. And yeah. since such a, you know, it's been like his script for from such a young age. Right. And that's hard with twins because you literally can't help it. They are the same age. They demand attention because they're younger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with siblings in general, that's always – like I was a middle child, so I always felt like I didn't get as much attention as the older or the younger. Um, so I wouldn't fe- – I mean, it's hard to not feel guilty. You know, I can tell you to not feel guilty, but as a mom, we just feel that. Um, but yeah, I'm. I mean – you're doing an amazing job and we're all doing the best we can, right? No, it's the best we can. I know. And when that's like the double-edged sword of having the twins is I, I feel there was, there are times where I was like, Oh, I broke, I broke my eldest. You know, I, I wasn't giving him what he needed when he needed it. And now when, whenever some of these frustrating behaviors come out, you're like, Oh, I did it. I broke him. And you know, but yeah. then the other side of that sword is raising twins and raising two different little humans pretty much exactly the same at the exact same time and seeing how wildly different they are. Yeah. That's really reassuring as a mother to be like, yeah, look, like it doesn't matter what you do. They're all, they're all just different and to not be so hard on yourself. And yeah. Just kind of try to embrace the little humans, you know, the little souls and personalities that are already yeah. in there. Yeah. Right? It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> And you have three of them. So yeah, it's hard. Um, I feel like we all have those moments where we're like, oh my God, I'm failing or I failed. Like, what did I do wrong? But I mean, luckily we can always make positive changes, you know, anytime, right? It's never too late to to make changes and and to see them for who they are, right? It's like, like you said, it's like they're all their own little humans. They're not us, you know, and we have to to definitely embrace that. So you quit your job. So I wanted to talk to you about your art. So when did this come about? So you were a graphic designer, but now you are, you're this incredible artist. So when did this come about? I mean, really with the, tw- the twins, there are all these gifts, you know, like they're, they're clearly gifts, but I, but they gave me a lot of gifts. And one of them was, um, you know, I've, I've always been arty. I've always dabbled, but because, you know, we are, we're raised to have a career and, and have an income attached to that. I never really gave myself the um, the time or the space to lean into my art and and knowing that I was going to be stepping away from my career and focusing on the twins and knowing that 
um, even though my time was limited, that I could lean into my art a little bit and um, have no stakes attached to it, but I didn't need to use it for income. And um, and I was also wildly inspired by this crazy phase of life, you know, being up in the middle of the night and, and you know, sleep deprived and things like that. It really helps to foster creativity for some strange reason. Like, I don't know if it's, you know, your brain being half awake or what it is. Um, but I always had sketchbooks around and I, I started printmaking because it was an art form that I could do little by little and leave around the house and it wasn't paint and it wasn't messy and okay. something toxic. Um, How do you do printmaking? What's that? So I, I tend to do um, what's called relief printmaking. So I um, take pieces of wood and I carve into them. Okay. And then I you ink the wood and press it into a piece of paper and make a print. So it's, okay. it's kind of like a stamp like making a stamp basically um yeah I mean it's like I've your work is incredible and now it's all over right I mean all over Maine and New Hampshire and um I mean I'm gonna link your website below but everyone should definitely check it out and I was so curious like so the kids did inspire your work well they they definitely inspire my work um I did speaking of you know breastfeeding and feeding I did this huge piece when they were about one um that's like eight feet by four feet and it's a huge board and there's a mark for every minute that I was attached to a breast pump in the first year of their life. Oh there's, so there's 22,000 little marks in this board. And so it's a huge, huge print that like spans an entire wall that what? shows like the breadth of the effort, the unseen yes. labor that went into feeding these wow. little guys. That is so special. Now, where is that one? Um, that one uh, that one is in the collection at the Rochester Museum of Fine Art. Wow. That one was sold. That was 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 um, it was in a show at, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was okay. it, one of them was acquired. So the nice thing about prints is I get multiple. So I had eight eight prints made from that one, and um, I think five of them are now acquired in different institutions wow. and homes around country. That's incredible. Yeah. And that really does sound so special. And I did, I think I did see that one on your website. It's, it's stunning. Um, so, I mean, you started this as not like an income based thing, right? But now you're, this is your job, right? I mean, a, a little bit, you know, we're, my husband is, we're, because my, the twins are going into kindergarten next year, we're starting to have these, you know, family conversations about what comes next for me. And for me, I, I can't see myself going back into the graphic design world. I think um, it's changed a lot in the last five years, yeah. and and clearly my heart is other places. Yeah, um, I've been I've been teaching uh, printmaking at my my local art studio um, where I have a studio space. So I hope to do more of that. And and yeah, and I, I make art, and I don't I don't by any means make a ton of money, but I make enough to um, you know pay for my hobby and my for my studio space and my supplies and and then some so yeah that's hoping with a little bit more time I can maybe produce a little bit more and yeah that's so cool um and yeah everyone definitely has to check that out I'm going to link your website below where do you see um you know this hobby five to ten years from now you know, art is like such a, a strange thing because really as an artist, you just want to be able to keep making more art and, yeah. and get, have permission and be able to afford to do that. So I hope to be able to keep telling my stories and, and putting them out there and um, and the hope that people still want to see it and, yeah. and hear about it. 
It's really cool. What inspires you most now, like with your children and whatnot, like when you're creating art? I know it's, it's, it's interesting. They, they definitely still inspire me. Um, you know, I think back on some of the work that I made during that really intense inspired period and think like, oh, you know, I'm probably not, I'm not going to go through another episode like that, right? Another life chapter that's that intense, but they do continue to inspire me. I just, I did a series of work about, um, I printed all the marks on, on their, their plastic plates that kind of catalogs all the different snacks and meals that I've made for them. Um, I'm doing a piece now about with like all the, the crayon wrappers that they peel off the crayon. So there's definitely, I'm inspired by my daily life regardless. Yeah. Um, and even though that, what daily life looks like might change. I don't, I don't see being inspired changing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like newborn stage is obviously the most intense, especially when you have twins, I'm sure, but it's like, you're still going to be busy. Do you find yourself just as busy now? It's just in like a different way. You have more downtime to yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it changes, you know, I'm definitely feeling like alleviated a little bit. Um, the twins are, are just in in preschool in the morning still. So they're home in the afternoons, but they, they play together a lot more, you know, they, um, are much more independent and, Mm -hmm. and kind of do their own thing. So I am feeling a little bit of freedom and, um, trying to figure out how to fill that, that time, you know, and as a mom, you still want to be available. I don't see myself going to work in, in an office, you know, 40, 50 hours a week again. Yeah. Um, with three kids, somebody is sick often and yeah. I, I know I'm still going to be around. Um, yeah, you'll figure it out. I mean, they need you in a different way, right? It's like they still need you. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. They That's do. Great. Um, so what would you tell moms out there, you know, either pregnant with multiples or just had multiples? Like what would be your biggest advice for them? Um, to get help, mm-hmm. definitely get help, um, get a postpartum doula and let them, let them give you their knowledge and, and try to meet other, um, mothers of multiples and then give yourself grace. I feel like, um, you have to let your, or for me, at least I had to let my threshold for chaos really change. You know, the, the, my house is, is not going to be a tidy house for a few years. You know, I, I have a lot of little people in this house. So my, my, um, my threshold for, for chaos and for, for mess has gone up. Um, I've, I think you need to get really, you have to shift the thought about when to pull the trigger on things like going out to eat at a restaurant may not happen for a few years, or if it does, you need to be able to like have that thing in you that says, okay, we're going to try it. And if it doesn't work, there's no shame in saying, it's not working today. We're going to leave and, and right. we'll try again another day when, when maybe everybody has a little bit different right. mood or mindset or, or whatever. So I think, um, I don't know. You're no. going to be fine. Yeah. It'll be great. They're going to be great. <laughs> That's all amazing advice. And, you know, the first year is just crazy and it's, yeah. it, it just is. Yeah. So use your resources, get all the help you can. Yeah. Yep temporary it really is yeah I'm, I'm grateful that I, I did have um a child before I had the twins because I think even just having the second child you let a lot go yeah. as far as the whole you know they need to be sleeping in the bassinet you know all those things was like absolutely like it's yeah rock and play yeah. yeah it's much easier the second time around I've heard or at least well, you well, let 
you let go of a lot of things. You're much. Yeah, you let go of some of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Easier going. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Is my advice. So um, we're we're the hardest on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I think every parent can take that advice for sure. We're very hard on ourselves. And you're doing a great job. Yeah. We just have to do our best, right? Just do your best, and that's yeah. all. It's all that matters. Well, Christy, thank you so much. Um, and where can we find you? Can we find you on social media? And of course, on your website. You can find me on social media. I am, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I share a lot about my, my artwork, but the family also pops up in my stories um, okay. a lot. Um, it's Christy, I think Christy.cabaretta on Instagram. Um, and then I think and my website is just ChristyCabaretta.com. And I think you're going to link it. Right. Yes, I will definitely. I'll link all of that below. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thank story. You so I really appreciate thank it. You yeah, it was so nice to see you too. I'll talk, you I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.